0: Choose to live. Choose a quest. Choose a lost cause. Choose a fuck-off sword. Choose absolute candour, bread. defending the admiral and beheading senators. Choose space. Choose La Serena, a motley crew and a chance to see a cat. Choose to disobey. Choose to stay behind.
1: And welcome to Trek Spotting, with me Bogby, oh. and joining me this week on Raffin Spice Crack Pipe is Renton Lindsay. <laughs> hello. Can't Sa- can't hello. go on, go on Lindsay, say, say something. Say hello. Good evening. <laughs> hello, Lindsay, and Andrea Spud. No comment. <laughs> no comment. And and Sick Boy John. Well, hello there. And Red Boy Sucky. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I think one is red wine isn't it? Isn't it? I don't really know I'm not saying Trent spotted for a while. Anyway, no one's leaving this building until we found it which absolute candle glass tree bull. <laughs> you say Hello and welcome to uh, episode 8 of the Star Trek podcast, Trek This Out. Uh, This week we are reviewing Star Trek Picard episode uh, 7, Nepenthe, I think that's how it's pronounced. Uh, We'll be giving our lights out of 5, reading out your lovely feedback and voting for this week's red shirt. Uh, I'm your host Bob, Uh, definitely Bob, speaking normally as you can hear. Uh, (laughs) I'm joined this week by the full ensemble of Lindsay. Hello. Suki. Okay. Hello. Andrea. Hello. And John. Hello. And I'm now about to engage this warp drive and that, and then go out to warp and then we'll talk stuff. So, before we get into our review, there has been some incredible uh, Star Trek news this week. In the form of William Shatner, is one horse seaman in a divorce settlement? Does any I, mean, I didn't read the story. I've got,
2: I've got this. I've got this in my notes. To be what? honest, um, I, had, I did some research. Oh, And um, apparently, this isn't the first time that horse semen's been important in one of his divorces. Um what? Apparently, his last divorce. Um, his ex-wife sued him for not providing it with fresh, cooled horse semen. <laughs> What? What?
1: What, uh, it, what? I presume it's something to do with like pedigree race horses.
3: No, it's definitely not, Bob. I mean, I don't know what <laughs> from, <sorry>. you mind minded from. Exactly.
1: But yeah, At least there weird, are some
0: uh, people who would uh, advocate the skincare properties of such things. Horse semen I on on
1: uh, on think on really.
2: people use horse shampoo because <laughs> it makes your hair shiny, but I think we're taking this to extremes. Where are we taking this conversation? <laughs> well, no, I
0: think just... what we're really just saying is that William Shatner is a strange man. Oh, God, he's and strange. while we have a lot of respect for the character he created and how important it is to lots of people. Oh,
3: yeah he's
0: a twat <laughs> well,
2: Apparently, he's been in the news a bit this week then because apparently he's either refusing or just says he doesn't want to reprise his role as Kirk because yeah. his story has played out is that just because no one's asked him yeah, of course I was about is, to yeah. say if
0: anybody's asked him I'd be massively
1: surprised yeah of course of course it is um, and it's just a bit weird, isn't it? He, but he, how many divorces has he had? Does anyone know? Just out of interest. He's
4: married a few times, but he, he does own a lot of horses and right. I think he's got a stable or so So a, uh, a horse semen is yeah. quite important quite to, very to be able to win a breeding I think horses. Clearly that, more
0: important than his marriage vows.
2: <laughs> <go> <laughs> we don't know what happened. We we cannot make assumptions about what happened. No, but if he's been married
0: several times, it's just... not a good sign, really, is it?
2: Let's just let's gloss over what I was thinking. Um, <laughs> no funny that. No, no. That, it's Andrea, it's it yeah. I, I, I refuse. Okay, that's not <laughs> um, In in other news, um, apparently Simon Pegg has been blaming the success of Marvel um, for the making a fourth Star Trek film quite unlikely. Um, Apparently, they they just don't kind of bankroll in the same way, so it it, it kind of puts studios off putting the money in. Um, I think it was a bit clickbaity because it wasn't the only thing that he cited, um, but that certainly kind of flashed across the news. Um, So I think it's looking less and less likely that we're going to get another sort of Kelvin movie at any point soon. What's
3: uh, what's everybody's opinion on the Kelvin movies, just briefly?
1: love, Love the first two do love this the third one but i think my, my thing is with it you get so much like um development in the first two and obviously you got khan in the second one who benedict come back plays it amazing um the third one is just basically they're out in space and there's no sort of development not that i'm complaining about that but it's probably my least favorite out of the three but i love them i think they're ace i do like the
4: i do like the movies and they have like some when they were shown. But I understand what, what he means by uh, they're not going to bankroll another movie. The original set of Trek movies with Shatner and uh, Picard, they were they were quite cheaply made compared to blockbusters these days. These And them three movies were quite expensive. The first one made its money back and some, some more, uh, whereas the second one, I think, just broke even. And the third one didn't uh, do as well as uh, the other. So uh, they uh, just
1: don't uh, want to... I would take... Um, a Star Trek film over any of that bland Marvel tepid awful oh, no, 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 no 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 we're going to
0: fall out over that one <laughs> <laughs> I
2: feel many, many
0: Star <laughs> Trek movies are awful not all of them um, and many of them have beautiful moments in them but they are not all good by
3: any stretch Bob's, got a, a of, uh, Bob's got a record stupid. of Bob's got a record of Marvel stuff
2: no, I, don't, I, don't, I I feel saturated by Marvel stuff. Yeah, yeah, like exactly. I something I want to see something different, uh, whether it's a Star Trek film or, or just something completely different. Like no one, no one makes thrillers anymore. Like, you know, I was thinking we were talking about this the other day, and you know there was there was that whole sort of raft of like Fatal Attraction and Jagged Edge and all that. Nobody makes films like that anymore, and it, it, no. it just I feel like we we've got a sort of. A glut of superhero films and not much else. Like,
1: <laughs> I loved Marvel for till till Age of Ultron, and then I just was like, I've had enough because I don't like any. Well, I, don't, I don't like Captain America. I don't like Iron Man. Um, I don't like I'm the only ones like a Doctor Strange. Uh, and how,
3: how did this get on to Marvel from to know, Star Trek?
1: Guardians of the Galaxy and Thor. They're the only three alike. And I have tried and tried and tried with Endgame and Infinity Wars. I even bought one on 4K and I sent it back. It was the most dull, bland, boring thing i've ever
4: so, seen in my life because you wasn't invested, you was wasn't
1: say, invested if you're not in invested college. well no i have been no, like, a, was like i say i was so, obs- obsessed with it and I, I just couldn't understand why but now i understand why they just the characters are just boring whereas so, whereas where, where is dc the complex oh yeah sorry <laughs> i was digressing i just yeah i don't know why something I oh, i i really enjoyed the um the kelvin verse films um, i'm sad that there's not gonna
0: be another one but i do think if they've had their arc they've had their arc and let's stop trying to flog the horse I'll tell you what
1: I wouldn't like to see is there was talk of Quentin Tarantino doing a a Star Trek Um, still is isn't it I I, I just wouldn't like to see it I I don't know I I think the
0: problem is we just don't know what it would be
2: yeah because like, I think some people, of Quentin Tarantino stuff's okay, but some of it is. Think, people are thinking about about that sort of almost that kind of gangster genre and stuff like that. But actually, what Quentin Tarantino was really good at is making genre films. Yeah. Um, If you look at the films he's made, he's he's made a western, he's kind of drawn on those kind of Japanese influences and made a revenge film, he's kind of looked at Grindhouse, and he's really good at making genre films, and I think people underestimate his ability to kind of adapt to the genre, and I think he's more than capable of of making a science fiction film. mm. I don't I th- know if it'll be what people want from a Star Trek film but I think he could make a bloody good science fiction film. I think he's
3: cool just it di- I think it was just directorially. Yeah, it'd be great. But if he if he's writing it that's a different story. Yeah. Literally. I think it also well.
0: depends.
4: Oh sorry go ahead. I was just going to say, the thing with uh, Tarantino, he, the, the, there was quite a bit of a backlash with the fact that he, he was actually coming on to do a Star Trek movie or was planning on writing one. Uh, people were going on about how he was going to bring a lot of swearing and violence into it. And then yeah. you watch Picard and this effing bean all <laughs> over the place, and green blood spurting all over the place. Well, no, i I'm not I'm I'm
0: who we would arguable argue are like the core of Trek. You know, the writing and the direction where we've seen some of the most challenging stuff so far in Picard has come from like Jonathan Frakes and Kirsten Beyer, who are in with the the grain of Trek and have been for decades. Um so
1: yeah. I think it's all a that good is complicated. Yeah. To be honest,
2: Sorry, if don't. Samuel L. Jackson is going to say, "Engage the motherfucking <laughs> oh <laughs> take my money now," he go,
1: have it. Is he, is he a Star Trek fan, Quentin Tarantino? Like, yeah, is he a, he is, a, a yeah. fanboy, yeah? yeah. Well, I think yeah. I think he was a, if if well I think if he a fanboy of it. Um, and what Andrew was saying actually has actually persuaded me. Not necessarily him doing a Star Trek movie, but him doing a sci-fi movie could be quite incredible. Actually, thinking about it.
0: Maybe it could be
1: like the new galaxy quest. No, but I think it could just do a, just do an awesome like kick ass um, you know it, its his characters are always very good as well. Um yeah, it'd be quite interesting. Anyway, mm. I've got a top I've got a topical thing. Um the Vulcan greeting is the <laughs> is the new is the new handshake, by the way. Uh, due to oh, the, yeah, yeah. due to coronavirus or COVID nineteen, which sounds like a boy band, by the way. Uh <laughs> Uh, but yeah, it's that's in it, which is good. So to greet people, do the Vulcan, Vulcan salute. Then you don't have to touch them and get diseases. Uh, so that's that's topical and Star Trek related at the same time.
2: I think on that, on that theme on sort of convention watch. I oh think yes, some, there were some con- cancellations um, definitely taking place. Um, obviously because I'm I'm usually up to speed with. with jason isaac's activities <laughs> um, he's canceled dublin and philadelphia and i don't think he'll be the only person who's looking at kind of should i be doing this um so i, I think anyone who's kind of booked on the sort of conventions and things i, I would be very vigilant about who's actually going to be there because i think there'll be people dropping out left right and center um which I think is understandable especially you, know, you think like who people live with and stuff like that and, and what they might be bringing in their home and let's face it conventions are a germ fest um, <laughs> <of> strange people <laughs> want to touch you um, welcome and to I welcome
1: totally... to welcome to germ fest 2020 <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs>
0: there probably is a germ fest I'm just going to
4: throw it out there yeah. the, the one the, 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 I mean you've got friends on this cruise that's going around at the moment right? yeah thankfully exactly
0: all appear to be well currently the coronavirus yeah, so, cruise
4: you, Oh yes, that's one. (laughs) So I'm just wondering what the uh, state of play is over there. Don't
2: know. As far as I know, it's kind of gone on as normal. Um, I've not sort of heard anything negative. I I think sort of guests have been sort of meeting with people as as you would expect, Um, and I've not heard any sort of any bad news from it. Um, The stuff I have seen, it does look pretty good. don't know if the star trek cruise is for everyone and um, i don't even know if it's for me to be honest with you mm. but um i've seen some fantastic things and um, i think the one that's really stuck out for me is, is ken mitchell kind of crowd surfing that they they have a sort of they have a rave night which which i know he's done in the past at the the kind of on the cruise last time and um, and it was just it was really nice to see it was quite uplifting and um, i've seen some fantastic costumes and um, I get the impression, I'm not certain on this, someone might, I think Lindsay might be able to jump in on this. Um, Is there a Voyager anniversary documentary?
0: So um, I believe so. There is, um, so because obviously this is the 25th f- uh, anniversary of Voyager first screening, um, there was, I think, a director um, who released that they had been um, asked to produce a documentary in the style of the DS9 one, um, and that they were going to start filming on the cruise. Um, so hopefully, they'll, because lots of the cast were there, presumably they'll have sat down with some of them um, and maybe spoken to some fans. I don't really know, um, but I'm quite
2: excited about that as a concept. Uh, yeah, hmm the optimist in says that if they can get that done that might be screened at destination star trek um in november um which would be a, which they did with the they did with the ds9 one so so that's a possibility I
1: was, gonna, uh, I, was, I was gonna i was gonna say i spent uh when they did the um remasters on uh the next generation when they put them onto blu-ray um they did the cgi proper like Sharpened them up and everything from the film negative, so they look absolutely amazing. And I, I, I bought all them in the hope that they were going to do DS9 and Voyager. Now I've just seen on Netflix there was a little trailer about HD um, DS9. I don't know if anyone's heard anything about it. Possibly, hopefully, and cross fingers coming to DVD like they did with TNG. You see, oh, I thought
0: Thera, they'd almost said that it was it was very unlikely to happen yeah. because either TNG one didn't sell as well as they really needed it to, and B, because of the way it was filmed, the process would be really different. So um, TNG, my understanding, is, was effectively filmed like a film, and all the graphics were then kind of layered up, and it was all kind of done quite um, traditionally, would be the term, I suppose. Um, but it meant that the the scope was there to, to upgrade the, the the footage quite na- naturally. Right. Um, and that's not how, certainly, Voyager was filmed. I'm not sure about DS9. Um, Voyager was, like, straight-to-video, kind of. <laughs> yeah. I,
1: I, I, I wish they would, because that's what I was sort of thinking, was to, to go through them all and have them all in my collection. Because do, I don't know if anyone's seen the, the, the Blu-ray, Blu-ray remasters of TNG, but they are stunning, and they're incredible. And the, the, the new CGI bits they've put in, it, it, they're awesome. They've put a lot of work into them. I did put a lot of work into them, really.
2: I have a feeling that it's the the sort of remasters that are on Netflix. It, uh, it
1: is yeah because the the look yeah. Lord the, the look loads better than obviously you know they would have done anywhere so um, and also with Netflix because cause I was trying to watch um DS9 uh, originally just on on sort of um dodgy <laughs> and it was mm-hmm. quite it looked quite rubbish and I couldn't really watch it so <laughs> I, I got Netflix for that reason to watch DS9 and stuff and it, they they've got it looking all pretty good. Um
0: well very good actually so yeah. Um, it's interesting. I've, I've been watching um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer um, on Prime, and it looks better than the DVD versions that I've got. Yeah.
2: Um,
0: so clearly, this is a thing right across the well, board. I don't,
1: I don't know if it's like so when we've uploaded albums, whatever, to iTunes, or even when this podcast goes up to iTunes, they do they do do something uh, through the compression or upload process, which makes it sharper or louder or whatever. I don't know if that applies to video as well. You know, when they've uploaded it to stream, I don't know. Cool. Has anyone got anything else they would like to say in this little gossip section? Nope. 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 Cool. Nope. Uh, just a reminder, uh, by the way, a couple of little things. Um, the t shirt giveaway. Uh, We have had a few more um, reviews reviews on iTunes, which are going to go into our prize draw hat. So, in the uh, I, this is my lucky red shirt t shirt, which we're giving away at the end of this um, series of of, of episodes that we're doing during Picard. Um, So, keep them coming, please positive, negative, whatever, as long as it's a review, that's lovely. It helps with the iTunes. Uh, But the most important prize of this uh, current sort of run of episodes is, is John's Wood. Now, John's done a little bit of wood if, if this is your first time listening to us he's crafted it with his own skillful hands and paws uh, and it's uh, basically a little Star Trek badge little Star Trek badge and in the listeners why has
2: tra- he got hands and
0: paws <laughs> that was literally know.
1: what I was thinking about where are his paws <laughs> don't, I, don't, I don't know I don't know <laughs> hands head, head shoulders hands and paws hands and paws and I don't know it just was, came out of my brain box so <laughs> uh, um, and uh, yeah so you can win that it's basically I'm going to we're going to judge the listeners' feedback to who we think has contributed the most, best, or whatever. And we're going to give away John's little bit of wood. Um, and don't forget, we're on Facebook. Check this out um, on Facebook. We're, we've got a Twitter. Check this out. Pod on Twitter. Keep in touch. Keep the feedback coming, etc. Keep on board with our journey. Anyway, let's get into this review of Picard. N- 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 what's he called? The
2: Yay! I'm in over my head. You helped Picard and Synthetic Escape. When I left Earth, I had a plan, I had a ship, I even had a crew. Now
3: I've lost them all.
0: Now track tractor locked to a boar cube full of Romulus! They don't want us! They want her! This whole thing, how do I know it's not another game?
3: You can't trust me. Hello, Will.
1: Oh, so Star Trek Episode 7. And I'm just going to do a little fact up before we crack on. It was written by Samantha Humphrey and Michael Chabon. Now, Michael Chabon, we know all about him. He's a big wig Star Trek dude. Samantha Humphrey, though, she is new to the show, really. Well, she's a co-executive producer and obviously co-writer on this episode. The director is Douglas Oski can anyone else pronounce it? Oh, I'm not it?
4: even going to try and no. pronounce no, no,
1: that. No, I can't pronounce it Ar- either. Arnie Okotsky. Ar- Arnie Okotsky, yeah, that'll do. Um, and sorry, Douglas, uh, if uh, we pronounce it incorrectly, which is highly likely. Uh, he's directed Discovery. He directed uh, Lethe, The Sound of Thunder, uh, Through the Valley of Shadows, Did a Short Trek, The Brightest Star. He's uh, co-executive producer on uh, Short Treks, on the first season of Short Treks, and on Picard. Fact hunt over. So, did we like this John.
3: Well, yeah. Short answer. Cool. Oh, by the way, uh, you, by you've the been way, listening Mark. to check this out. Goodbye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, by oh, the way, like, what?
3: We're like twenty-five minutes into it, and we've only just got to the episode. The um, no, it's, I watched. I listened to a podcast with uh, Michael, Sch- and it's Michael Shabon, I've I've since found out. Cool. That's how you say it, just sure. in pronunciation yeah. moment. Yeah, the episode was great. I think it was a it was a nice. Uh, and the intention was, from listening to Michael Shaborn talk, that this was a kind of, like, a rest stop, a kind of calm before the final storm kind of episode. Mm. And it certainly felt like that. It felt like proper Trek. It was uh, it was paced slowly. You didn't have to worry about it. It was a nice oh, yeah. uh, character-intensive episode. And we got some kick-ass stuff from uh, Elrond, or whatever he's called.
1: Elnor. Elrond, yeah,
3: <laughs>
1: Gandalf. What's yeah. he called? And we had,
3: so we had some nice stuff on the board, Cube. So, yeah. We've got uh, loads of episodes. so exactly. I think it was
1: great. It was lovely. Uh, Andrea?
2: Well, I'm going to pick up on one line, um, which it might be controversial opinion, but I think it's possibly one of the best lines ever uttered in Star Trek. Um, and I can't tell you how much it resonated with us. And it was when Rafi said, I'm more like the wreckage of a good person. Yes. Um, and yes, I thought yes, whoever yes. wrote that line, yeah. I want to, I just want to shake the hand and say, thank you. Because it, it's almost like it. I want to poster with that on my wall. Um, especially at work. Um, <laughs> cause I really do deal with the wreckage of good people quite a lot. Yeah. Um, And I just think, and I think what annoyed me though is that beautiful line came out, and then there's Agnes vomiting up cake in the next second, and it's like did someone not realize how good that line was because it went from like the sublime to the ridiculous um so i think it was slightly badly placed in the episode um but other than that i I think it was an excellent episode um and as i say i think that's like that is probably my favorite line from star trek of all could not agree more andrea lindsay i loved
0: it i just loved it Oh yes yes, um there's about 52 hearts all over my notes where I've just oh, I love this bit and I love that bit and I love this bit too um, no I loved it, it was for me the perfect balance of emotion and angst and a little bit of action to keep everybody else interested, I'm less bothered about action um, but no I just thought there were some great character moments some fabulous lines like Andrea says totally agree um, I just yeah I loved it I really loved it
4: Good. Suck more it. later So okay <laughs> I've got to just echo what everybody else is saying, it's, it was a great episode, but the highlights was obviously Picard meeting Riker and uh, Deanna Troy, and that just, every time they seemed to talk to each other, Deanna Troy seemed to have tears in her eyes, uh, especially when she was talking to Picard, like, yeah. our oh, so was I, I had tears every time I saw them, mm. and there's just little beats within that storyline, I, I was like, suddenly just building up of tears in my eyes, because it just brought back so many happy memories. Uh, and yeah so it's just a great great fantastic episode what about you bob i thought this was awful lee
1: amazing i absolutely loved it, <laughs> um, it it's the best it, it, for me it's the best we've ever seen the rikers i, I just thought jonathan Fricks it was like, like a tiny bit of, i tell you what i've never done anyone takes so along to make a fucking pizza like honestly <laughs> i was just going come on man get this pizza on out because i like i like pizza quite a lot he were not going to feed it to you well I felt he was it was he was Be fair, so they had one piece of between five of I don't <laughs> yeah. know that
0: there was enough to but
1: go I right. I just I just think it's the best portrayal we have ever seen. I just thought they were both it, it just there was so much depth. The play it acted it all so well. I just was I just loved, loved, loved loved it. It was just so good. There were so many heartstring moments like with Hugh and stuff as well, like it was just I think this was one for the sort of big Star Trek fans like us. For me, personally, I just was... Oh, my God. Just just incredible. Incredible, the Rikers. So, yeah, I quite liked it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Shall we just go squee for, like, the next half hour? Then? Yeah,
1: that'll do. <laughs> anyway, let's get a bit more in-depth. Um, Lindsay, you've got heart notes, so let's go with you first.
0: Yeah. Um, mm. Okay, so I just... So, Let's talk about the the, the and the Tro- or the record Troys or whatever we're going to call them. Um, for me, there's been a lot of chat about how incredible Marina Sirtis's performance oh, was. absolutely, I yes. absolutely agree. Yeah. I think the moment where she greets Picard and that embrace, and when she withdraws and she looks at him, and you know, you don't need to know she's empathetic. You yeah. don't. You don't need to understand but she is so clearly reading him. And then when he's going, I'm fine, because she's clearly going, you're not fine. Um, and then when they embrace again, like that was me. That was me for the entire episode. I just, I think I sobbed for about I think,
1: 80%. I think though, as friends, that was just on display as well. The, the love the TNG cast have for for each other. There's, you know, it's it's well, it's well famous and well well known, but you could just see that genuine friendship. There and that they epic. played it really well. Oh, it, it was beautiful. It's difficult
0: sometimes, I think, because you know, there's um, there's a great saying about the fact that if you can see actors enjoying making something, then it takes away from your experience sometimes. Like it stops you being drawn into the scene because it's what you're really seeing is the actors enjoying doing the scene, um, but actually they walk that line so beautifully. Mm. And wh- whether it's whether it's the actors or whether it was the characters they were portraying that entire moment was just beautiful yeah. and then Riker embracing Picard and he's like a bear and for yeah. me he's, I'm that he's like a bear yeah. <laughs> like you know they've all, there's always been a huge you know they they're just men who are built very differently but there is something about that kind of Riker has relaxed into his retirement mm. and Picard feels
2: vulnerable and small and and it just it was just beautiful and i just i I loved it i feel like the kind of when if you watch watch sort of tng that like massive height difference and stuff isn't quite as obvious no they cheated it (laughs) they tried to kind of conceal that in the film and so like the captain doesn't look like a shorty and i felt like you kind of let that show because Picard now is sort of being seen as Mm -hmm. someone who was a little bit more sort of vulnerable. He was a little, and it's all right for him to kind of for them to show that work. Because I watched TNG, today and you really don't see that massive difference in height. Mm -hmm. But it was really kind of in your face, and I think that was a conscious decision not to try and mask that. And, it was, oh, and it, it was it
1: was the right thing to do. I mean, he looked like sort of just a big, friendly, awesome Hagrid. But the, <laughs> the, no, he did like you know, like just because I love Hagrid, I think it's been um, You but, know, you
0: know, if they'd made uh, Harry Potter in oh, America. Hagrid, Jonathan he Frex. would
1: have been an excellent
0: Hagrid. I
1: think, I think as well, like just the the, the depth of their backstory and how much they got into that, um, and how they sort of showed it really was brilliant. Obviously, they had this son who died, hence they ended up on that uh, regenerative planet of Nepenthe. And I thought that the the feral hippie. Uh, Flower child kind of thing that they brought up was brilliant and very, very them. Um, oh, she was great. In the oh, world.
4: Just she class.
0: Great. Um, I just loved Absolutely, the fa- one of the best, um, best kind of young adult child yes. performances we've seen in Star Trek. She was just phenomenal, which f- allows me to get <laughs> past the fact she looks nothing like either of them.
3: <laughs> that's that's um, that's how you do exposition. Is how she did it with uh, you know talking to Soji. Uh, Soji. And all and data stuff that you didn't need to explain—that was how you're supposed to do exposition. And I think the whole Riker, the Riker Troy thing, was. Now there's a fine line again between uh, fan service and it being justified in the story. And I think they got it just right in this one. Absolutely bad on for me. It is fan service because we wanted to see them, but the way they did it, it was just—it was heart The whole thing. <laughs>
2: I think initially it was like, oh, it's like Little House on the Prairie, episode of the Waltons kind of thing. And I do kind of question why everyone in the future seemed to live like that from the 1880s. Um, <laughs> and the only sort of nod to, to sort because of, you, you see those parallels to modern life, was the teenager on their mobile phone yes! under the dinner table, which I thought was, it was a nice little touch. Um, But actually, I think when it really kind of hit me is when you realise how connected they are to the big theme of the story Mm. and you realise that they've lost their child Mm. because of this ban Um, and it's taken away the treatment that they needed. So suddenly they're kind of, they're not just there as some friends to call in, they're massively invested in the story as well. Um, and I think that was quite I was thinking no is this just a sort of meandering sort of detour a little bit of nostalgia for TNG fans but actually I felt like they really embedded that into the story the, really well and, and is, is it quite meaningful
3: I mean, Raker's still on active service isn't he so yes. I mean it might well be that he comes back at some point maybe next season who knows and we
0: know that there is some dodgy old captain with a ship yes on that planet well, that is bound to come back there's a, on there's, a,
1: there's a theory about is it Captain Crandell I mm. think he's called um, there's talk of him possibly being Q uh,
4: oh. <laughs> oh. <One laughs> that would be amazing no no like as in this oh. is
1: this is complete fantasy fan, I know but it fantasy. would be uh, because he'd been to I can't whatever planets he'd been from there to there and obviously uh, Riker was sort of saying he's a bit of a liar and all that kind of stuff but there's a couple of basics like a couple of easter eggs or whatever they call them uh, that so,
3: indicate he could oh. possibly be Q so uh, Kestra messages to that captain yes. to get the information. Yeah, yeah, yeah so he, he, how, he knows how did he from that small amount of information was so yeah. Well this I know is, we spoke yeah, some time yeah, there about is.
0: there being twenty two planets that fitted that fit that description, but clearly we were wrong. And I think and we just have to accept that there is only one planet with two mm-hmm. red moons and lightning. Well I think this I think this too it's
1: emphasised too much um about him and his name and stuff to him be no one if that yeah, makes sense yeah it's going to come back so, so either Riker's cool.
0: going to turn up on this junkyard ship at the last minute to save the day yeah or it'll come back in season two um, uh, well, I can't hope I th- season
1: two but we'll see well that's what, I think that's what they're indicating to in this sort of fan um, you know themey kind of thing but I thought it was a, a, quite a brilliant one to be honest with you I thought it would be because I love Q Q is yeah, probably my favourite thingy. Are they basing
4: this on the fact that Captain Crandall is supposed to be that Infinity Lake? Yeah, it's very loose. It's completely yeah. loose, but it's not It's not
1: unplausible, so you never know.
2: I think what was sort of slightly implausible was the fact that, like, after 30 seconds and one head tilt, Riker was like, oh, yeah, she's an android and, like, she's, like, come from... No, I think he already Uh, knew she was an android, uh, because
0: you're not there when Diana's going, she's got... There's nothing behind it. There's no... Well, I was going to touch on this
1: um, little Sherlock Holmes, Sherlock Riker bit, um, because Sherlock Holmes is mentioned (laughs) a bit, because, you know... um, Obviously, Sherlock Holmes was in TNG, uh, you know, did data, love that. yeah, data playing him stuff <laughs> like that. So it was a nice little reference um, earlier on, and then suddenly Riker becomes you know Sherlock Holmes kind of thing uh, when he's doing that bit of like. Yeah. Is he deduction. not standing
0: there when Deanna Troy is going? She has everything that makes you think that she's having an emotional reaction, but there's no emotion there.
1: I don't think he was. No, I think that was. Uh...
0: Did she? I thought she articulated that once she joined the she, two of them. She, she, no. I if, I Yeah, I
3: thought that as well. alright oh, right, okay.
0: So I think he pretty much knows she's an android. I don't think he realises, or I don't know. But to be fair, if you see an android who looks that good, the chances of not being a sungian android is like but she, non-existent. she, she, she did do window. that little,
4: little head tilt thing, didn't she? Yeah, so. that that head that head tilt was the day after after she's had a good rest. Uh, so obviously from the night before. Deanna Troy and Riker have probably had a conversation of what Deanna Troy's been feeling about Soji, you know, uh, the empathy. So, all this information Deanna Troy's already conveyed over to Riker. So, Riker's probably not really doing his Sherlock Holmes bit. He's already got a lot of the information already from Diana, because it is the morning after when he's talking to her.
0: But that doesn't make any sense because he's making pizza, which he's supposed to be making for dinner after they have a rest as opposed to like an overnight sleep.
1: I'll tell you what, if he was making my pizza through Just Eat or whatever, I'd have stabbed to death. <laughs>
2: Unbelievable. And he burnt it. I know.
0: And there was one between five of them.
2: <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't true. That was a skimpy meal. I, I, I did look at that and think, like...
0: It's because we're not all supposed to eat our own pizzas, so therefore in the future we're going to have learnt that lesson. i
3: tell won't... you what, there were, there were certainly enough candles. <laughs> there Oh, wow, yeah. Somebody counted them, I noticed. And I could not <laughs> remember how many there were.
0: I have to say some of like this this entire series has been beautifully shot beautifully shot but there were some of the the close-ups on picard at that dinner table scene that were just astounding and i think particularly because he had quite he had a pretty plain and i think dark background behind him Mm. and they were it was just beautifully done and you could see it all on his face and it was just mm, fabulous yeah well that one out. It was it was so beautifully acted. <coughs> Excuse me. We also need to talk about the delight of the picture of Picard holding the baby because that made me very happy too. Can I say that baby
2: <laughs> looked terrifying to me? That was like that looked like like bad like frightening Photoshop to it. it was like that baby. <laughs> no, like, yes, I think you're, that, you're,
0: you're is the picture of sad that somebody has like
4: over the top yeah that's, pro- no, that's probably one of these little photos where somebody's dressed up a baby back in the day when Picard was filming TNG and they yeah. took a picture so they've just was really an well, no, he's in yeah, we'll just...
0: admiral uniform like he's in the new uniform yeah, so they've no. obviously done a thing
3: no the, the admiral uniform was probably put on the baby for the photo
0: no but Picard's <clears throat> wearing it, like
3: a whole thing Well, one. I mean
0: like
1: the
0: photo was not taken like
1: Welcome to the Jeremy Kelcher with John and Lindsay arguing what? again. Not as, <laughs> no, feisty, no, as, I not as feisty as last week. We're just confused. Oh, right, OK. <laughs>
0: anyway, I thought it was beautiful. My ovaries might have exploded. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, it,
3: that would have... oh, sorry. That's no, all
0: right. Go on. Just to touch on the son again, I think, when it became clear that he had passed away, because it became clear that moment where Diana stands at the door... And steals herself before she goes into the room. Mm. Made that all clear. Um, and, I t- and I tell you
1: what I like about that though, as well, is the fact that the the synth ban was kind of to blame for it. That he would have uh, obviously, you know, been fine if if, if the synth ban hadn't come into play.
0: Yeah, and for me, because I I was once it became clear that he had he had passed away, and I was like, oh, is this why they're no longer in Starfleet? Was there an attack? Did some like you know were they attacked by like a romulan I don't know whatever um you know because there's always that question about families on starships I think about the risk that you take to raise your children um in what is a, a combative environment quite often um, or just a risky one depending on what random anomalies you come across that week. Um, but I quite like the fact that they hadn't gone that route and, and like you were saying it, it ties them back into the plot
3: well also uh, nepenthe is I think a Greek word and I think it means uh, no sorrow or an absence of sorrow. Mm. So, uh, so that ties in neatly with the idea that the planet is somehow a regenerative, uh, regenerative stuff and all that sort of stuff was uh, a way of trying to extend Thaddeus's uh, sort of life.
4: Mm.
3: Yeah. Could, could I ask, you know when Picard and Solji
4: transfer over, all they say is Nepenthe. Transfer us over to Nepenthe, Nepenthe and that's when uh, Hugh sends them over. Where? How does he know where exactly on the planet he's going to send them? <laughs> you know, the, the, he could. that could materials on the other oh side of the planet. Who cares? I'm just asking. I'm just. I'm
2: just asking these sort well, of questions. Well, well, sure. It's like the corridor of the doctor. Room. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, on that kind of, at that kind of level of. of, of I'm thinking,
1: but, <laughs> right, can we talk
2: about <laughs> yeah. bunny corns right because bunny corns are clearly unicorn rabbits right and if you watch TNG right oh we don't eat animals for food like we've progressed beyond that but that girl clearly shot and skinned that rabbit thing and the mm. ate so do we think yeah. it's just Starfleet that are too good to eat bunny corns or when you leave are you allowed to start eating things bunny-corn. again I, I, I felt like quite like there was a confused message there about what people
3: eat in the future well well, you you and I who live in sort of uh, society and civilization, we kind of the norms might have changed for them but when you're living out in the middle of nowhere in a cabin I think there were different norms well
1: I didn't really
0: think about it there we go sorry it was a venom they
1: they were venomous as well the the bunny corns weren't they
4: it's got to be a nod to the dogs with the unicorn horns but the other thing as well, I think most of Starfleet's all eating from rep, uh, replicators because that's what Soji says. She's never, she's lived within, uh, even in her three years, lived within Starfleet, and they've all, all they've been eating is from replicators. And so not really I had mean, real food. I, I think,
0: I I think that's very common.
4: I don't like tomatoes, but she made
1: that tomato appear to be very tasty. So good acting, Soji
2: <laughs> there definitely, oh, right. so is there's definitely more? a sort of I, I remember a sort of smugness about how like we're we're so civilized now we no longer use animals for our food and then it's like I'm pretty sure even Riker says it and now it's like it's just like yeah it's yeah. forgotten now we live in a cabin
1: and
0: maybe the key thing is that they don't factory farm animals yeah well maybe I, so I, tell, it, I tell it's not about intensive farming but you know if you go out and you hunt an animal and kill it don't mercifully it. Yeah. and
3: or not mostly.
0: Yeah. No, because we don't torture animals. Not. I'm not saying they go fox hunting.
3: I'm, 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 I'm just not assuming what Riker does with his hunting.
1: I mean, <laughs> maybe you know. he does. Maybe he goes fox maybe hunting for weekends. Maybe, maybe he goes but fact hunting. Good, yeah. Oh. See so in there. Also, um, like, Worf never said anything of the like. Worf would kill anything and eat it. He's, you know, like he Klingons are much, much more. Uh, what's the word? Awesome than humans. Carnivorous.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Carnivorous.
3: Can- that's it. Yeah, yeah. They love. They love. Oh. the mate Oh, recreat right, 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 gach, Didn't he? Did he?
0: Just because you eat something once, I think don't, don't uh, let's not tar him for life.
1: Wiggly the, the wiggly worms cling on thing. That's the because. Uh, uh, wiggly worms cling on uh, thing. You know the wiggly worms. They eat the wiggly worms. Yeah, gach oh All oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. What it was. <laughs> yeah, wiggly worms. Yeah. I just uh, but like I'm just thinking about this right now, sorry to go off. I know I've got the red shirt anyway so I don't care anymore. Um is um that what you know when the, they were doing it? What were they actually eating the worms, you know when they were filming because they were proper wiggly and they weren't CGI or anything. And Wolf of that was putting his hand in and having the w- wiggly worms, weren't he? Or the gack? They yeah,
0: were probably like jelly worms with like somebody's hand sticking up under oh, the table. That's probably that's,
1: that's probably worse. Um I don't definitely know, just just think just I th- think, <laughs> th- think we, th- think we
2: th- should th- move th- on from Wharf's. Yeah. More... Yeah. We <laughs>
0: uh,
2: I've just looking
1: up for next week. Yeah, uh, Andrea notes I'll come to you.
2: <laughs> oh, right. I've got a lot of notes. Excellent. Um do we want serious notes, or do we want no, slightly? We'll,
1: we'll do we'll do Vin Vinism's um, towards the end, the fun part. This is the serious review part, so we'll we'll go for serious I have funny, and then fun later. Of race,
2: funny corns, should I have. I oh no
1: a funny no bunny cons. That was a that was a good little fun interval, but now we're back to the serious stuff apparently. Uh, so do, we'll do we'll go in fact we'll we'll go serious fun serious fun. Right. Well. How I'll,
4: do you judge? Oh sorry sorry. How do you judge that? <laughs> I'm not serious fun. Serious fun. Trying
2: to make this too complicated yes, yes. okay Come okay. on carry on,
4: yeah. on. Andrea. Andrea sorry i do apologize uh, just,
2: uh, just by pure accident as part of my natural sort of TNG rewatch I hit The Offspring to in season 3 oh. which is the episode where Data makes Lal who, who's his, his daughter and and that sort of storyline um, and I, just that idea that Data sort of wanted to refer to him as father and um, and sort of a, as his child it made me think which I've sort of commented on before that that sort of father figure in that dream or sort of implanted memory whatever it is is Data um, I can't understand why they would obscure the face if it was Bruce Maddox because we have already seen him in the plot um, and I do think we are going to see something of data at some point before the end um i, I feel like that's who that figure was meant to be mm-hmm. um and watching that today it kind of because i feel like picard really is massively drawn on series three um and i don't know that's my thinking around that anyway
1: what, I have, you loved say- about, what I have sorry what i have loved about picard uh, this series um well so far is the fact that i have been going back to watch um Episodes of TNG and Voyager, um, just you know, for the canon kind of thing, and I've really, really enjoyed that. An excuse to go back and watch random episodes, it's been brilliant. Zucky, sorry, you were saying something. No, I
4: was just saying, did you say that Data had a child in TNG as well? Yeah, he made Lal. All right. Yeah. So- is he Boris Johnson by any chance has got <laughs>
2: kids everywhere? <anyway?
4: laughs> go on sucky confused. Uh, no, it's been it's been years since I said TIG you know some episodes is like obscured they've just got faded in the memory I didn't realise he had other kids he in, did. Yeah, in the past no,
0: he's, he's we had a conversation about the fact yeah. that the twins look like Lal
4: no, no. Oh, did we
1: yeah, I'm getting old. You might have been having a week, he he might a week okay. off that sucky, I've been seeing out. One of the two, Grandpa. <laughs> uh, let's have a vidism. Let's have a fun. We've had the serious. Let's have the fun.
2: Right, well. Rios has known Raffi for quite a long time by the sounds of it, right? But his instinct was to not trust her, mm. but to trust the woman who's acted shifty and gone weird because she's just, like, kind of, like, she was desperate to, like, meet this, like, this synthetic life form. And now she doesn't want him. She just wants to go home. And at no point did he think that was weird. Mm. Therefore, I've got to think, right, she must be a game girl who's a lot of fun. Exactly. Because she, <laughs> she has yes. got him wrapped entirely round her finger. It, yes. I mean... Uh, it's, it but, he's look, totally blinded by, like, I mean, yeah. she must have, like, beer dispensing nipples or something. But <laughs> she has got him exactly where she wants him. Um, <laughs> no, they
0: sound like, like they might belong to Captain Jack.
1: But beer dispensing nipples? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm in a world of amazingness now. Yeah. Um, you're quite right. Love is blind or beer nipples are blinding. One of the 2 she It's
2: got something. I oh, mean, yeah. I agree. Uh, I'm not going to describe some of the things I'm thinking of here, <laughs> but like, whatever she's given him, she was good at oh, all right. that, uh, so is, is, it. Oh, aye, definitely.
0: So, interestingly...
2: Go on, go on, into. No, 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 all
0: I was going to say is that that is the only scene in the episode where I was like, really? Yeah. And I don't know whether it's because we're meant to think something isn't right with it well, or because the actors were struggling to find the logic in it. I've, but I've... But he just... And like, I, I, the guy who plays Rios has been fabulous so awesome. far. But... I just didn't buy that
1: scene well I think uh, for me I've, I've kind of gone like I, Agnes I really liked her at first for the first few episodes and it's not the fact she's been revealed or whatever um, but I've proper gone off her even if you, I don't, she's, well, I've gone the other way what you like her more what is, that the, is yeah, it because uh, of the beer uh, nipples uh, sucker
2: no, the, that's <laughs> oh whatever she's able that to that's do. not right. canon yeah. <laughs> that's...
1: <laughs> you heard it here first listeners
4: beer nipples canon nipples <laughs> canon nipples <laughs> Um, she, this this uh, last few episodes, she's been that shifty character. It's somebody that you dislike. And when she did that thing with Maddox, obviously you dislike her more. But then this episode where she's struggling with her emotions. I
1: know, and she's, she's rectified herself. And that's that's what that's, that's yeah. been the more, an interesting thing about her, is the fact it's not just, oh, I'm actually evil. <laughs> it's a big struggle. And obviously we saw a little bit of that at the beginning when... Um, ray Vulcan, Romulan or whatever she may be. Um, you know, we saw that conversation, didn't we? Um, yeah, what do you think of that conversation actually at the beginning? but With, with Shady? I read what? a
0: theory.
1: You got a theory?
0: Yeah.
3: Well, you know, she showed uh, uh pictures of planets blowing up and in that, in the, the mind meld. Mm. Uh, well, we get a scene of like, a load of um, Vulcans or Romulans in a circle. Uh, just a little, you know, flash image of that, and uh, Commander Commodore O being one of them, uh, and and, and uh, this theory uh, proposed that that was before the Romulan-Vulcan split, and it was a vision of what could happen when the Synths uh, arrive, and so what they've been doing is through mind melds, c- keeping that vision of that um, original vision that made everybody kill themselves and rip the faces off and that, and put that through like generations, through the generations by mind meld, so that they've always got somebody, that's what the Jat is, always got people that are on the lookout for synthetics, life forms and things, and what could happen. And this also ties in slightly with discovery, because the vision that we get of exploding planets and stuff is exactly, well, virtually the same as the vision that Spock gives uh, the red angel, Michael Burnham, Mm. about control AI, and the future that happens when, when the, if the Control were to uh, be successful in discovery, so I think there's a tie in there with discovery as well.
2: Yeah, because AI will kind of end the universe as we know it. So yeah, and and that's kind of.
3: So i uh, also thinking that. Maybe yeah,
2: that's pretty. That's pretty clever, that. Also, well,
3: I'm thinking that Control is far in the future, isn't it? Discovery sent it far into the future. Now. We also see in, and I don't know why I spoiled it particularly, but the trailer showed the La Serena going into a kind of, might have been the sort of tachyon sort of warp thing that we Ooh. might be seeing in sc- So it might well be that control has reached through this um, time portal thing and uh, connected with the synthetic known as Soji. So that might be. Uh, is this, is this, is this your this theory?
0: Think, that, that would be
3: deeply
1: complicated. I was going to say, this is your theory, we've got the internet. Internet off oh, the internet Yeah, oh, all right, cool. I was, gonna say, I, was, I was thinking if this is John's favourite this is fucking mind-blowingly brilliant <laughs> you are a genius
0: I have to say so for me it comes back to that the Vulcan Romulans bo- and rom- sorry Vulcans and Romulans both being involved in the Jat Vash I totally yeah. get although increasingly I am less convinced that Commodore O is in fact what she appears to be um, there's two big things that kind of make you question it the first one is that when she breaks the mind meld, there is a moment where there is clear emotion all over her face and you're like, it's not very vulnerable. No. Um, and rough. the second one is that well, um, Frake said something in an interview shock horror, Frake yes. said something you shouldn't have, and now he could have been misspeaking but he made a reference to uh, a Romulan wearing Ray-Bans now, as far as I'm aware Commodore O is the only person we've seen wearing Ray-Bans so far um, and she's supposed to be Vulcan, I think. Can Romulans
2: mind meld? Is
3: well, I like, was just thinking that. Yeah.
2: Well, if they're there's all no from the same genetic either. tree, I was going to say yeah, they're very, very
3: similar. Well, but I think I think uh, the mind meld comes from the sort of Vulcan religion and cultural stuff that happened after that, maybe. But
0: yeah, but there's nothing to say that a Romulan couldn't then follow the path of enlightenment to a certain extent, to allow them to do that, I don't think. I
3: don't know. Uh, I think we probably need a little bit of evidence for that, maybe, but, yeah. What i well, just, it's
2: just it. is she's been shown this sort of possible future, because you, you've got it as a scientist, you've got to think, you, you cannot be, like, riding on the back of fate and things like that. You've got to have a, a little bit more of a sort of logical view of things. And she's thought, right, I've been shown this, that could happen. And rather than speaking to Bruce Maddox, who's also an educated guy, um, who you can probably reason with and she knows really well, to kind of warn him and say, actually, we need to stop doing this stuff because of X, Y and Z, she just killed him. It didn't even explain
3: why. Yeah, Yeah. well, we don't know it why. Very I mean, kind of- it, it could well have been, I'm not going to be an, uh, an Agnes apologist. But uh, I think her, her arc isn't complete. We don't know quite what this Vulcan did to her in this mind meld. I'm thinking that, as you say, it doesn't make much sense for her to just say, oh, my God, that's amazing, that vision. Well, the, I'm going to completely change my mindset on everything I've believed in the snippet, and then I'm going to go and murder my ex-lover. The
1: only snippets, we, th- the only snippets we saw, though, were, were sort of some some form
4: of world death or possibly more than that, so... We didn't actually see any synths, did we? We only saw Romulans killing themselves or... Yeah,
3: we saw a synth. We saw one androidy face. Did we? Oh, right, Yeah, yeah, okay. in that vision. Okay. I thought we didn't see anything.
0: OK. So on a lighter note, I'm pretty sure she may be the first person we've seen actually vomit on screen. Um,
4: Twice. <laughs>
0: what, in oh the right, his- I was about to say, in- and the- then it happened it- again. In the, history- <laughs> in the history
1: of Star Trek, you
0: mean? I think so. I say mm. this. I have watched it all. It's the kind of thing that I do notice because, you vomit. know, sick fig.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, we-, <laughs> we all saw it, yeah. <laughs>
0: Medical <laughs> angst is a thing I enjoy. <laughs> Why? Who knows? However, um, I can't
4: think of another time we've seen it, but I could be wrong. Somebody so we, will correct we have me. Fir- why, why, why didn't the EMH turn up there, but then turns up a bit later? Because she asks it's when, even no, asked... It's it Well, I know it's automated,
1: <laughs> blah, blah, and it should send stuff, but it was the only time it was asked for, wasn't it, at that point? It wasn't asked for
4: initially. It was. Raffy no, when he asked,
0: turns up when she kills her or attempts
4: yeah, at she suicide. Yeah, when oh. she tries to kill herself, he turns up there, yeah. but when Raffy's asking for him, when... Uh, 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 Agnes has just puked up Mm. Uh, he doesn't turn up
0: to be fair much earlier on in the episode when they're all running around like lunatics trying to do stuff I'm like where are the emergency holograms like you know right at the start when they're trying to when they're stuck in the um, (gasps) tractor beam and there's lots going on and they're trying to do lots of stuff like surely that's when you would bring up the emergency holograms
1: I was thinking that because I, I've, I, you know I'm a big advocate of the, the EMH. Um, and I, I genuinely thought the the, the the pilot dude, or weapon dude, or whatever he was last week, the rough the rough Spaniard, um, he mm. would appear. And I thought, like you say, like a few more would appear. It was a bit weird that it didn't, really.
0: Well, at least one of them, you'd think, because clearly they were struggling to do everything they needed to do. Um, however, in that moment, Rafi zooms in on something which... Uh, I've seen people chatting about is everywhere when you start looking at it. Um there's a series like of um sort of concentric circles. Yes.
4: There's so good about
0: that. You see that in that everywhere. vision as
3: well. You see the uh, in that when that vision when they're all in a circle, you see it from above. It's and, again the concentric circles.
0: And almost and apparently I think that where Soji does tilt her head when she's looking at the pizza, that symbol you can make the symbol out of like the tomato slices and stuff that are lying around. Um, hey, so what, can I ask everyone,
1: what's the favourite pizza? There's two, two
0: <laughs> i just two no, Sorry,
1: I, yeah, no, I, can, I, what's your favourite pizza, uh, Lindsay? You if anyone trial?
2: says Hawaiian, you will be the red shirt. I'm just warning you now. Go on, someone. You, wow.
1: you like Hawaiian? Is that your favourite,
4: Lindsay? Um, I don't know if it's my favourite, but I'm tempted Not, to say it's my favourite. Yeah, <laughs> actually, I'm going to say it's my favourite. No, <laughs> no, I know right. cool. you'd like it, but I've since become a vegan. Vegetarian. You I like, can't eat it now. Well, my favourite pizza is
1: barbecue sauce, chicken, sweet corn, stuffed cheese crust, and bacon, and maybe some red onion. That's what I like as a pizza. It's my favourite one. Mm. So, yeah, car <laughs> 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 haven't heard your choice, John. Yeah, Andrea, what's uh, your? Uh, no, uh, are you also in Hawaiian, by the way, Andrea? What's your favourite pizza, Andrea?
2: Well, you know it's going to be a meat feast. Oh, don't ah, you? of course. <clears throat> yeah they had to be really yeah. didn't I can't really
1: choose anything else with bunny corns on it oh yes <laughs> please yeah I want buddy
2: corn. <laughs> bunny corn. bunny no, corns thank you very much
0: yeah um,
2: <laughs> you know
0: what we haven't talked about yet is my new favourite ship which was very short lived but I am absolutely dedicated to Hugh and Elnor they were like so adorable as a little yep. couple yep they were I'm there was the- definitely chemistry there there was totally going to be a thing and then
1: Eleanor is just incredible, I know we've not seen him even that much, and I just think it's just brilliant, I just think he's ace, and I love his fighting scenes, they're just superb, superb super choreography the, and all that. I love the concept that he he's so genuinely... Just nice, uh, Lost Causes and all that, I love it.
3: He's so genuinely into his doing his Lost Causes thing that he will pick up any Lost cause that comes along. Yeah and uh, he decides that the Borg lost, uh, is a lost cause it's greater than Picard at that point I wonder and,
1: if, uh, yeah. if you will come and play for York City that'd be <laughs> awesome I reckon he'd be quite good at football to be honest
0: but I think what, for me what's interesting is the fact that they're merging what is quite a distinctive collapse Milash I think um, a fighting style with you know Romulans with guns shitty pointy guns um, and I, it works quite well like I thought like action scenes are not generally my favourite, but I thought that worked really nicely. It was engaging, it was quick paced, um, but it made some sense. Mm. And I love that moment where um, yeah. Narissa is like, Oh, this isn't how we fight, is it? The, the Jacques Vache and the Colat Milan. Um, and then they have like a little like hand to hand tussle. I quite he, enjoyed that He's just He's so hes so hard Isn't he It's
1: class um, But the, I think we need to give Hugh and Eleanor a name El, El, Well El- is he or Elnuff. Elnith 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 That's Helena. it Helena Oh <laughs> Yes Helena That's it So that's well, That uh, doesn't
2: really
1: Helena, wouldn't it yeah. Helno. Helena. Helena. Uh, Hewnor How
2: about
1: Hellnoth
0: Hewnor
1: Yes That'll do cool you just need to give them name because they were like you say Lindsay a beautiful couple um and I loved I loved the scenes with them even though there wasn't many there was a lot of that wasn't there? there's a lot of love so you had them two on the ship being awesome you had the Rikers Picard um Kestra Soji all the planet and then it was just a bit weird on the ship wasn't it like we said before
0: yeah and I'd, I think it kind of needed to be so for me I think um Andrei, you were entirely right when you you pulled up the fact that that Rios appears to have kind of turned his back on Rafi to trust this woman he's just let with. Um, <laughs> yeah. The situation with Rafi is a really interesting one because she is once again being thrown into the the heat of the action and expected to solve a problem when she is clearly not okay. And it's it's for me. Like, you wouldn't be able to trust her reliability currently, not in the same way that you might expect somebody to doubt um, Agnes. Well... If well, you can't me- trust her sober and actually be able to pull it together in the moment, then that's a problem for you if you're trying to lead a team. Mm. Well,
3: uh, yeah. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try and defend Rios's response uh, in this way, because... I think that Raffi has done a couple of odd things. She went down to uh, that place, can't remember what it was called, uh, and to find her son. Didn't tell anybody about it. Came on board again surreptitiously, uh, and and from his point of view, Agnes is just having a panic attack because she's never been in space and she doesn't know anything. Mm-hmm. And she's not she's not Star Trek. She's not not Star. She she's here? not Starfleet. Starfleet. But she's not Starfleet. She's a scientist from the Dacium Institute. Somebody that hasn't
4: travelled in space. No experience. She's Spies. never travelled
3: off of Earth until now. So you can imagine... And she's she's exhibited plenty of times that she's panicked and she's appeared stressed to him. But yeah, obviously I, just, I think underlying- he's
0: talking with Raffy and Rafi had this conversation with him about the fact that, did you know I had a son? Now, surely you would put that together with the fact that she's just gone off. Like, isn't certainly... I would expect him to put two and two well, together I'm, I'm, at least
1: three and a half. I'm going to come to um, his his defence because he's awesome and reminds me so much of Han Solo. It's incredible. Um, and I think I've got I've definitely got a soft spot for Rios, Rios, without a doubt. I think he's just one of the best sort of cool captains. Isn't his cool captain
3: official name for you is Captain Big Balls? Captain isn't Big
1: it? Balls. Absolutely love him. I think he's mint. And, and, and again, just going back to the EMH thing, I love that element of him. But him as just a dude... He's just proper, like, Han Solo, cool, class, you know, a bit of a bit of a bad boy, but not really. He's lovely. Do you know what I mean? I just think he's a great character. I'd watch I, a TV I show with
2: him. Of, I feel like the whole thing was designed to torment us, really, because you've got, like, your Spanish bad boy, and then he, like, does this, like, quite nice, like, polite English doctor thing, and it's, like, there's two of them, and I, I, I don't quite know what to do with myself, to be <laughs> quite honest. That's the sandwich I subscribe to. Um, <laughs> Oh yeah. magazine read the the polite
1: doctor, please. Uh, Thank you. I, w- I wonder how many EMHs he can have on at once on his shit. because that's that's yeah, that would be quite interesting. Maybe Agnes I has feel got some EMHs. Like fiction for that.
2: Um, <laughs> I'm sure there will. I'm be pretty summer. sure there probably already
1: is. <laughs> Amazing. Oh um, dear. Anyway, uh, it's there. <laughs> i have just got uh, yeah. Um, uh, Andrea, have you got
2: notes? I have got notes. Um... I'm starting to become annoyed by Narek fiddling with his Rubik's cube all the time. It was like <laughs> you, you like it's like one of those people who like can't like drive without like faffing about with things and stuff. It was like he's really starting to annoy me now, um, which was a small thing that I, I seem to have taken to heart. Um, I quite, I did, I did, I, I quite I, sorry, I quite like the fact that I feel like actually it was Troy is the first person who's really kind of challenged Picard um when she when sort of Soji pushes him out the window and you deserve that um yeah. she's kind of the first person who's really kind of stood up to him to me and, and sort of and i think it's the first time that they've kind of totally acknowledged that he's not like Picard used to be um and i well, think it was like a case of someone had to see it and and it was her
3: i think the, i think maybe that he is the, what he was before and the problem is that he's not dealing with starfleet personnel now he's dealing with as she says, a teenager, or even a three-year-old person. So he can't expect her to respond to his sort of authoritarian style of, of command in the same way. And and I think it's naive of him to think that she would. And and Diana is pointing it out to him.
4: And the way she's saying it is that she does. Uh, Soji is not going to respond, and she's as John said, not going to respond to Picard uh, until he shows her uh, his true way of doing things because he hasn't done it for about 15 years being a captain that's why they say use the dinner table as a ready room and that way you can hash out your problems and you so you can see how picard reacts and ask for advice and talks to and people that, and that
1: was and, that was a brilliant idea and a brilliant scene it was as soon as she said it i couldn't wait to see it and i couldn't yeah. wait to see how not he persuaded her but just showed who he is um, and again, Patrick Stewart absolutely nailing this. Everyone was, everyone was just but, awesome in this.
3: But she but she did say to him, just be John luc Picard. She yeah. didn't say, just be Captain Picard. Yeah,
0: but she did say. He's got, you... to, he's
3: got to change his style a bit. To but deal it's with...
0: quite, for me, it's quite interesting because in the previous episode, or two episodes ago, we had Rafi calling him out as an egotistical id maniac. And she did it jokingly, speaking to somebody else. But she calls him out and is like, Yeah, what? You know, it's raging ego and what the rest of it said. Mm. Um, and Riker calls him out too. Like, Riker's just like, Because obviously, only you get to decide who knows what and who does what. And, and all at the end of the day, it comes back to you. But Deanna is successful in her intervention, I think, is the key. And I, he's, well, he takes he's, her advice more seriously, he, I think. He,
1: he always did. You know, she was always the, the sort of sounding board, and he would always listen to her. And he obviously listened to all of his crew um on the Enterprise. Um the one person I just I, and we're gonna see her next season is is Guyan. Like we'll be cool um but I think after Guyum, um, you know, Diana's Sorry, Gayen. Did I say it wrong? That's a surprise. Um, um yeah, he's is uh, Troy. You know, that, that is his sort of sounding board really.
2: I think the other thing, which was a bit of a sort of throwaway line, but I think it's there for a reason, um, is when Nerissa, um, when she shoots the ex-borg to try and get Hugh to kind of give up information, she says, I can't kill you because you're Starfleet. And then obviously, ultimately, he does die, which was a pretty... Oh, that was a difficult scene. Oh, I was yeah, sure, I was shocked sure when he was crying. Yeah. When, when the, the, those When was kind of it. had been shot by her. Mm. Um, and then the, the but I feel like the fact she said I can't kill you because you're Starfleet, uh, and now someone's going to have to answer for that. Is that going to come into play? Does that mean that help is coming? Mm. In, in in some form there. Well, that was well,
1: I think that was very emotive as well when he when they got the his admission or whatever so they could kill him which was awful when they went to kill Hugh uh, it was just uh, yeah I, I mean I, it was very emotive this episode And it, there was... it
4: did come it did also come as a surprise as well you, you just think that Eldor is actually going to save Hugh and then when they suddenly when they're both fighting Narissa just throws that knife and basically and kills him Right. you just think that does come out of the blue you, you think he's going to be one of these people because he's that nice he's going to survive so until no. the end of the season at least so
0: here here is the the tiny little grain of something in that which is that we know that dead doesn't mean dead As I, I, I genuinely think they might have killed him off and I'm not upset about that like, I'm upset that he's dead but I don't think it was a disservice to the character, and well, I understand that I choice. Think, I think giving him
1: he, he, he one episode or whatever, they've given him so much more. It's just so lovely to see him and the way he is and what he's taken from his time on the Enterprise. Um, and going back to watch that episode with, with him in when the, when he you know the bringing back kind of thing, it's just been absolutely
0: beautiful. It's lovely. But I genuinely like. I do think if they wanted to bring him back, they could work around a knife in the throat because. Is an ex-borg and I'm well, sure they could work around it well, um, I think
2: Seven's uh, response to this is going to be quite because obviously she's already well, lost somebody now she's lost somebody else is she, I would like to see Seven go nuclear and like well, well,
0: we spoke about the fact that we didn't know what that interaction really was because obviously she's been working with the Rangers and they hadn't really given us an awful lot of what her feelings were or how she may or may not have been involved with Hugh in the, the Reclamation project um, but the fact that A. Hugh says you're going to need an XB to make this work and the fact that ah. we've seen well we all, we've also seen from the trailers that, yes. that um, so and obviously he had his emergency uh, Elnor had his emergency come and help me Tag yeah very oh, very just, do you know what I couldn't think
1: what that was when I watched it at the time so second time round it came yeah, up saying, yeah 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 yeah, yeah. vigilante tag
0: it, so yeah. yeah yeah the vigilante whether he was supposed to have that or whether he stole it from Picard who knows
3: <laughs> Well, it was yeah. just hanging there wasn't it yeah. he didn't have it that, Well,
4: yeah, that's that the was question. a strange thing I, 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 I just saw it hanging there and I think where did that come from
3: it so did Picard out? leave it, it or yeah. I
0: don't
3: so, know so do we, do we think that like um, 709 is going to temporarily become the ball queen of that cube well... And start killing Romulan ships with it. I, uh, I,
0: I'll, I hope they don't make her
3: the Queen. Well, but. she's going into the Queen Chamber and it looked like from that trailer that she's got like tubes coming out of her, which is very... Oh, you see, I
0: haven't seen her. That would... That would... Yes. Maybe.
1: Maybe. We'll find out next week. That's next week. We're talking about mm. this one. So I'm going to do a quick fire... Um, notes, uh, Lindsay. No, you,
3: you're the one that started talking about pizzas, Bob. I <laughs> think uh, you're, really, you're in any position to and start talking about
1: diversion? Oh, quick fire pizzas. Well, they're not. They're not if Billy Riker's making them. Um, <laughs> right, quick fire notes, Lindsay.
0: Um, yes, uh, some excellent quotes this week. Um, Kestra saying, or no, so Car saying to Kestra, you might want to point that on my head. My heart's solid geranium. Loved it. Um, <laughs> a lot of, when he says to. Um, associate Dash was real but she's dead now I was like that's pretty cruel so one thing that was real has now passed away sorry I'm throwing my pen around yeah, it's fine um I love the whole big thing about data didn't have mucus but he would have made an Android with mucus um <laughs> when um Diana is saying I'm not as brave as I used to be oh, looked, yes. and he says out. well you're getting wiser and that just moment was just so beautifully done a beautiful moment yes um yeah. Oh, and if only ignorance of danger was enough to keep us safe from it. Another classic. Oh, yes. Just so much good stuff. Yes. So much
1: good Definitely. stuff. Is that your notes? Dra- uh, all done. Yeah, pretty much. Excellent,
4: Sucky. Notes. Yes. I'd like to know why, at the <laughs> God, beginning, course in the would. credits. Sure shush. Oh, shush. We are right. Jonathan Frakes in the credits is uh, is a special guest star, but why was a Marina Sirtis? Even I think she was the the, the uh, MVP of this episode her and Jonathan Del Arco right, they were the best bits of this episode the way, the way they acted and the way they reacted to everything around them right? but uh, she was just down as a guest star yeah. why wasn't she a special guest star as sure. well oh,
0: I think it's sure. going to come back, I think we'll see Riker later we won't see her and it'll have to do with that
4: oh. Okay. Uh, the other the one bit. is uh, Kestra as she's walking uh, with a uh, with Soji she says, is he your grandfather is he your father I found that quite endearing and then when uh, Soji questions who these people are right Picard the reply was we were hesitate stops and then he goes they're old friends so that means like he hasn't been in touch with them for years as well mm. he's just left them to, uh, left them, let them be like and just not get in touch with them that's my understanding of that situation cool. there was another F, F word going in there uh, with the effing synth and I also like the scene uh, where uh, Soji goes I'm going to try and find my home my Adani. right which uh, and then you saw Riker and uh, Troy look at each other and realise uh, what the uh, the meaning of that word meant to them as well and uh, that was a nice uh, little see, uh, look between them uh, there was also a couple of things that are um, well one, one of the things one thing that they've been offset off on set, like, was uh, Michael Dawn and Liv Alburtin actually visited the set while they were filming this, and there's a there's a couple of pictures of them uh, just in there, uh, just standing behind them. With they the could have just
1: crew. popped in, couldn't they, just to do a scene?
4: That would be amazing, wouldn't it?
0: Well, I do feel like we might have like a little scene, like at the end of Discovery season one, where the Enterprise randomly appears and everyone goes, ah! <laughs> Maybe we'll get like a little uh, a little Federation ship arriving, and they'll all be on it, and we'll all be like, <gasps>
1: You never know. Did, is that
0: on
4: your notes, Lucky? I just wonder... Well, the only other one was when we were talking about Patrick Stewart and uh, Jonathan Frake's, uh height difference. I'm just wondering if uh, Patrick Stewart wore high heels when he was doing TNT. He has. You remember
1: he maybe did? But maybe some Cuban cowboy boots we will never know. Andrea. And that's the end of my notes. Uh-
2: i'm struggling with me nuts because i'm just i'm just drawn to the words horse semen like every time i look at them it just goes there and we've moved on from that
1: oh we definitely um, we've moved on from horse semen andrea we have we have i don't
2: think i'm ever going to move on from it i think i'm scarred for life by it to be quite truthful um i think i've pretty much covered uh covered most of my uh my actual points
1: any vin- vinisms left
2: uh, no, I, th- I think we, we've done bunny corns, we, we've done we've done man sandwiches, we've done beer <laughs> nipples. That I, th- I think I've exhausted yeah. even my um, thirst for smut Br- today.
1: Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant videos this week. Thank you very much. Uh, John, mind notes. Have you any left?
3: No, I don't. I think everybody's covered them
1: brilliant the thing that's um, surprised, not surprised me but when you watch this episode I, I felt it was just like it's just lovely it's just nice it's just nice to chill out and watch a bit of Star Trek there's so much in this it's, it, it, I think it's very you know it sneaks up on you that there is so much in it hence you know we talked about it for ages because it's been yeah it's been a, a full episode of just awesomeness but it didn't feel like that do you know what I mean it didn't feel like there was that much in it it just felt lovely um, so that's quite nice. Anyway, it's time for our lights out of five. How many lights you see? Ah! Ah! four lights! I asked how many lights you see. Lights out of five. I'm going to come to Andrea first.
2: I'm going to go for a 4.5. Um, sure. I really like the episode. I think at some point it might go up. Um, I'm deducting a little bit because one of the best lines of all time was sullied by someone vomiting cake in the cake next sick. Yeah. Um, cake sick it, it, it wasn't a good moment for that um, I think I'll come back to it I think it's an episode I'll re-watch okay. um, and I think they threw a lot in there yeah definitely
3: John four lights out of five four I'm going to give this one yeah oh, okay cool <laughs> uh, so uh, okay, well, yeah that's
1: fine <laughs> we'll, just, uh, change, we'll just change that cool uh, that's, that's fine uh, it's okay
4: I'm going to give four and a half out of five.
1: Big, uh, it's a good Scott. solid yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah.
4: yeah, it's a good solid episode. And I like uh, Jonathan Dallark and Marina Surtees and Jonathan Bragg. Yeah. Just brought back a lot of nostalgia. It's just Excellent. fantastic. Uh,
0: Lindsay? Oh, uh, decisions. Um, uh, I'm going to give it five. Yeah. I don't care. Um, I was yes. going to go with 4.75 because nothing is ever perfect. if nothing is ever perfect then full marks can't mean perfection it just means as close to perfection as you're going to get
1: well I'm going to I'm going to join you on a five I
0: just love
1: it so much oh no definitely Um, I I loved it like I said before it's just I didn't realise there was so much in it until I've talked to you guys tonight which makes it from a sort of 4.5 to a 5 for me tonight. So thank you very much. It's made it a more enjoyable episode. Anyway, enough of what we think. It's time to read out what you think in our listeners' feedback section. (laughs) Listeners' feedback time. Don't forget about our competition uh, to win John's little bit of wood. I'm just going to put that out there. We're going to award who we believe to be the best or you know most consistent contributor to our listeners' feedback section, their chance to win john's whittled wood a little star trek emblem um anyway this is what you thought john boy
3: uh, bruce wayne says so agnes was not the evil harlot you thought but just a weak-minded fool with ideas put literally into a head not saying i told you so but you may know that i said that previously seriously though that lady needs to learn to handle her cake <laughs> by the way why is commodore trying to do an impression of baby yoda She'll never pull that off associating with the evil psychopaths of the Jacques Vash who seem intent on in undertaking their own version of Butlerian Jihad to rid the universe of thinking machines. But ironically, if they thought more and killed less, they might be better place to do so. Poor old Hugh has now sacrificed himself for the XBs. Elrod is wishing he'd never left Rivendell with an aging <laughs> hobbit as he, waits, <laughs> as he waits for help in space. It's quite the wake of destruction left behind J.P., As for Picard, he's finally finding his place in the universe again after too many years vegetating on the vine, and all with a little help from his friends. We know a song about that, don't we, Johnny? End. Thanks, Bruce.
1: Thanks, Bruce. That's awesome. An awesome
2: Twitter name, by the way. Um, Andrea? We've got Deb, who I might have to murder because she's written us a book. (laughs) Um, So, great and traumatic episode again. Uh, One so sad that he was killed. Why did Elnor get talked into the honest stuff and put his sword away. I think that's meant to be. Did he shoot her in the end or did she energise? Poor Hugh. Elnor is having a tough time learning about life. They could have prepared him by making him watch EastEnders or something. People are bastards, Elnor. (laughs) Two, I love...
1: Kestrel Kestrel She's got this yeah. name wrong hasn't yeah, she? It's Kestrel
2: I think yeah. um, She wanted to be here When she was younger And Riker seems A lovely dad mm-hmm. After years of Troy's Obvious empathetic Insights on the Enterprise I love this bit From Troy It must be difficult For you to trust people Soji You think Great work Counselor um, Aggie, what is it with her? I hope she has a redemption arc because she really needs to sort herself out or go out of the airlock. I mean, her virgin counseling. I forgot this is Star Trek and we're supposed to be nice. Um, how did she ever get to be a doctor? And Beverly Crusher needs to get on there and sort this woman out. I mean, Or turns up and shows her a psychic film. I watch films all the time, and it doesn't make me kill people, even really shitty films. How does anyone know this vision is going to happen? <laughs> then Or shows Aggie a crystal, and Aggie eats it. Why? When? Oh, you need to chew it. I was expecting to say, what the fuck did you do that for? It cost me 50 quid from me, Samuel. O. I was thinking of getting <laughs> me She eats a lot of cake and pukes up. She eats a ship from the replicator and starts foaming at the mouth. I mean, stand still on that ship and she'll swallow you whole. She's a fruitcake. Well, thankfully not. She'd have eaten herself. And finally, I love the EMH. What's your medical emerge? Oh, bloody hell. Oh. Uh, top work. Send him off to advise Matt Hancock now. There's loads more. I haven't even mentioned Picard and that big bug and Hugh crying and Ruffy being awesome. So oh, I like.
1: This. We need to get Deb on this show, by the way. Fantastic. That was fucking hilarious. Um, right, I'm going to do Mark Atkinson from Doctor As I've listened to your recent episode of Doctor gentlemen, and Mark's impression of me, I, I, it was that sc- scary good. I thought it was me talking. So <laughs> anyway, Mark Atkinson from Proctor Who. I hope my feedback gets read out this week. I thought this uh, was a great episode. Probably my favorite so far. Wonderful to see Will and Diana again. I love the way the story's moving forward. And my voice appears to be changing. Uh, (laughs) Some great hero acting action from Dark Legless and a lot of regulars to do. Yep, this was awesome, nine out of 10. P- <laughs> P.S. My feedback last week, which you didn't read out, I pointed out that the girl who you get on
4: have you just given up on the uh, on the uh-
1: yeah I, I, it was very I was going for like a, a very long it, it was he wasn't working with me sucker um no. the girl who was cast as a young soji spelt incorrectly Matt by the way uh, looks so much like her uh, you guys never mentioned her in your review. Uh, just like you did at read out mine. Have I mentioned that? PPS Lin- Lin- Lindsay should swear
4: more
1: <laughs> <laughs> Um Lots of love, Mark, executive producer and creator of the Mighty Proctor Who podcast Empire. Thanks, Mark. All hell the mark. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. is it, uh, Lindsay what
0: was- yeah, absolutely. Uh, so my short and sweet from Gary Russell on uh, Facebook, I think. Absolutely stunning, 10 out of 10.
1: That's lovely, because he's not been very positive about Doctor Who, has he on Pog I've no. heard that, so that's good. Yeah. I'm pleased you like it, Gary. He
4: loves, uh, Star Trek better. Suckmeister so- uh, General. We've got Shep's deep dive, and he's put, uh, great to see the old gang and hope to see again, not just a cameo. The more violent Narissa gets, the hotter she is. Glad to see <laughs> Doctor Biatch feeling badge. Feeling bad, show she's a good girl at heart. Also, was that EMH on the toilet or some? as he hardly turns up when he, when he <laughs> needed only. Fair point. Only when not needed.
1: Fair point. Back to you, she John. Sh- John, are you there? Where's
3: he gone? Sorry, sorry, we, sorry we,
1: I was muted. We we, we were on the toilet doing the impression of the EMH then for a second? <laughs> uh uh no. <laughs> <laughs> think about it I can smell it from here Rachel waiting
3: for Picard Kirk says it had moments of such warmth and love Them gave you, that gave you gut punches so emotional I love the data head twitch and how Riker figures it out in minutes cheers Rachel Andrea
2: we've got Steel City Addy who says my favourite Picard episode excellent
1: and me again me again awesome right here we go so we've got um, this is a reply it's it's uh, can you help me with this is it no it? it's amy. Amy. amy right amy, uh, amy. this is great this is up-to-date news hello from the star trek cruise uh they showed us nepenther last thursday night amazing um uh well you've got coronavirus so they've got to do something nice for you, you so while i thoroughly enjoyed the episode i also have to say that they really ripped my heart out by killing hugh i was always fond of that character and he uh, and the actor is really lovely Can't totally agree with Amy. um I was hoping to find out more about what happened to Hugh uh, between Iborg and Picard Um, but I guess that won't be happening unless perhaps it's in a novel I'm I'm worried about uh, the other XBs without Hugh to look after them yeah, definitely. Yeah. It was nice to see Diana and Will. It felt almost like a family reunion. Hope, uh, Really hope uh, to see them again. Also, love that they uh, named their kid after Diana's sister. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, it was nice. It was a nice little uh, connection. I cried a lot in this episode. We all did, I think. Uh, but I was also quite drunk when I watched it. Bless you. Thank you very much, mate. And I hope you're okay on the cruise. Uh, w- one
3: point about uh, the. You know how we say that? Kez- Kestra? Kestra. 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 Her uh, colouring wasn't very Diana Troy or uh, Riker, but it's very Diana's sister's colours. Mm. She was blonde.
0: Yeah. Oh, okay okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, good a point. genetic thing, clearly.
1: Good point. Um, uh, who's next? Andrea, sorry. No, no, uh, Lindsay, that, Lindsay, Lindsay. It's you and it, Lindsay. Yeah, sorry, 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 sorry. It's all right,
0: we can fight over it. In mud, <laughs> if you like. Um, <laughs> So this is Darren Pickles. Um, I love this episode. Marina Sirtis was amazing. Agreed. Uh, The scene when Troy senses that Picard is ill broke my heart. It was fantastic seeing Troy and Riker and their daughter. I hope they return in season two along with other TNG cast members.
4: It's okay. We've got Rogue Trader Redux and he's put they they put. One of the things I've really enjoyed about Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek Picard has been their depiction of female strength. At Marina Sirtis was brilliant from start to finish
3: in the Penthe that's, that's true that is she's fantastic mm, um,
4: cheers Rogue Trader
1: thank you very much finally John
3: uh, Marx is Huvian, Picard is closest to Deep Space Nine out of all Star Trek TV series
1: Perfect. Thank you. Thank you very much indeed for all of your awesome feedback. It's very much appreciated. Don't forget, there's a chance to win John's little bit of wood, uh, so keep it coming. Anyway, it's time for my favourite part of the show, which I think is a bit obvious this week. <laughs> we're, we're going to vote for the red shirt? I don't. I, I don't know. I
0: don't no, know. no. This there's what? some controversy. We could make controversy even when there
1: is none. We'll soon find out. It's time to find out who we think this, this week's red shirt is. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not waiting with bated breath. Let me tell you, uh, I'm gonna come to Lindsay first.
0: I think I'm you your favourite. Um, let me. I am going to vote for John for his sneaky mark alteration. It was, wasn't it? It was very sneaky, that. (laughs) He dropped a whole half mark between when he made up his mind and then when he was asked to say something again.
1: He was only doing it to throw me. That's what he was doing. I know what he's like.
0: But I can't believe only a four. This episode Uh... is delightful, John. You're fired.
1: Bad man. Or possibly dead. Bad man, John.
3: Talking to John. John? Yeah, I'm going to go for Lindsay. (laughs) <laughs> because that is, that is a ridiculous reason for what it did, uh, have have me killed. That's not very. That's the worst well, starting. One each for John and Lindsay,
2: Andrea. Um, I'm gonna vote for Bob. Of
1: just for two fucking reasons. Just two reasons. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. I'm, I'm to be honest with you. I'm,
2: Actually, they're not even on the show, but can I vote for my boyfriend who's just sent me a text message from downstairs asking if he can leave the plastic like film on like a tray when you put it in the oven?
1: <laughs> so, so so, so, I've escaped the vote for that text message, is that correct? Yeah. So, so your boy, your boyfriend has one, Suki so has one, and Lindsay has one. This is great. Pro- Suki <laughs> Oh, no, Suki, you haven't. Sorry, Lindsay, John, uh, and Andrea's boyfriend. Suki... So- okay.
4: Right, I, it's a very difficult decision today, because I didn't think anybody really deserved to be a red shirt.
1: Yeah.
4: Right, so uh, it's very difficult, so I'm going to toss a coin, actually I'm not going to toss a coin, I'm going to uh, Yes, I'm just going to go for Bob. There yep. you go. Thought you might. No but, reason whatsoever. So that's all,
1: so, all, all kind of one each, isn't it? Um. So So. for Andrea. Yeah. So
3: Bob, if you vote for uh, Andrea's boyfriend, he's doomed. <laughs> oh, but he's
1: not on my spreadsheet. <laughs> that's that's the problem. Andrea's yeah, boyfriend. Right. right, I'm going to add him to my spreadsheet, then I can vote for him. But I can't do it until I've added him. So, Andrea BF. I'm voting for Andrea's boyfriend. Of course you take the film off stuff, you buffoon. Right, cool. So Andrea's boyfriend. No, you don't. You don't necessarily. Was he in the oven? Film in or, the oven? You are you mental? Oven? Yeah, oh, microwave? Right, microwave. Oven, yeah, John. Enough. Open your ears. Um, so yeah, so <laughs> Andrea's boyfriend is this week's red shirt. How are we going to kill him? I think we should cling film him to, to death. Shrink oh, wrap. Yeah, shrink wrap him. There you go. Oh, why, is,
4: why doesn't he eat the product that he's just about to put in there with the film on? <laughs> see, what, see if that, he's supposed to be oh, with the film.
1: I, I like that's okay.
4: Tasty.
1: I like that's okay. I can't believe I avoided this week's red shirt. That is incredible. Thank you very much, Andrea's boyfriend. Um, <laughs> right, so there we go. Um, you may have noticed the quite incredible introduction this week. Um, it was from it, who was it written by, Lindsay that that you kindly read out?
0: So it was a tweet by a great guy called Taborg, so that's T E A Borg, um at Star Trek with Novels. so that's S T R K T R K one seven zero one. Um and it's a little ode to Elmore, and it's delightful and amazing and I love it, it's, so we
1: did a thing. It's brilliant. I hope you don't mind us sort of funking it up a bit, if you like. Um, yeah. <laughs> no, thank you. Um, uh, now, I think we've pretty much all been on Turkey Seats Podcast, um, which is in the Doctor Who feed, which Socky and John do, which is where they become a grumpy old married couple and I find that hilarious. Um, it's, it's coming back, isn't it?
4: Yes. Cool. Uh, we hopefully, in a few weeks' time... Uh, we should be running up again with uh, season two and uh, what we need now is some guest house uh, and I'd like to invite all of you back on again oh, the, and andrea as
1: a first-time guest house as well uh, next Aww. week's episode uh, is called broken pieces uh, directed by uh Maya for Ver- thank you brilliant who directed the uh, episode six so it's probably going to be a bit boggy kibby i reckon uh, we've had the final episode titled uh, reveal or title revealed uh, for the final two it's called et in Arcadia ego parts 1 and 2 uh, that's uh, episodes 9 and 10 the finale directed by um, akiva goldsman uh, yeah so that's uh, that's announced now so I'm quite looking forward to the finale I think after this season if it's nothing short of incredible I'll be very surprised thank what you very sorry what yep. does
4: those episodes I
1: was about to say, translated that uh, sorry uh, it's, it says uh, this is what I've got off the internet it's called "Et In Arcadia Ego what does it mean I don't know
0: At In Arcadia
1: I am ah well there you go then that's that's what it's actually called officially off Wikipedia, which is obviously always correct. So,
0: okay, so it's the name of a painting ah,
1: um,
0: yeah. by a guy called Nicolas Poussin, um, the leading painter of the classical French Baroque style, and it depicts a pastoral okay, that's scene. Too,
4: for me, too much information. We we'll leave it. No, no, sure, no, no, past- lucky. This is oh, great.
3: God.
1: Carry on, Lindsay.
0: <laughs> so it depicts a pastoral scene with idealized shepherds from classical antiquity gathered around an austere tomb, um, and apparently it's in the Louvre
1: wow that was that was that was good fucking information by the way awesome. the oh, the worth
0: fact hunt.
1: yeah that was that was that was better than my factor which what's is the... very boring But
3: <laughs> john yes what's Shops the name up. of the what's the name of the artist uh, i think is that does that mean chicken <laughs>
0: yeah well that In could french. be my dog do french pronunciation right, um, so it is p-o-u-s-s-i-n yeah
1: no, I've right, um, no, I, no. I heard it was Rolf Harris. Thank you very much for listening.
0: <laughs>
4: Goodbye! <laughs> Goodbye! Bye. What you are about to experience will drive you mad.
0: We face a powerful enemy.
2: What is happening on this cube? Something far worse is coming. Do you believe in hell? Neither
3: did I until I saw it. Unless we act quickly. Hell will come again.